0: the carol service and welcome to those of us joining us online we're thrilled that you're with us and folks if you've never been here before just to say I'm called Debbie this is John and we lead this church with an amazing staff team and lots of leaders who help us do all the things that we do
1: this is really quite a treat this service you know nearly everything in it has been written created filmed uh, well, basically everything. The team has put the whole thing together. It's absolutely going to be a wonderful experience. And we're delighted that for the first time ever, these four services that we've done have been available in five different languages. People working behind the scenes, of course, in English, Chinese, and Farsi audio translation, British Sign Language, and also in Ukrainian, which is just fantastic.
0: Amazing. Amazing. And uh, the service is going to last just over an hour and we are just really hoping that you're going to thoroughly enjoy yourselves. Do join in with the singing and and it also will be thought-provoking, especially as we get into this Christmas season. So have a wonderful evening.
2: So
3: of wholeness. Take your seats.
4: It's the most wonderful time of
5: year. Where have you put your brother's present? Sorry, what? Where have you put your brother's present? They're gonna be here in 15 minutes. I can't find it anywhere.
4: Have you tried in the wardrobe?
5: I tried everywhere. The office? I've tried everywhere.
4: Did you check under our bed?
5: What part of... Well, just, well, just, What part of I've tried everywhere, don't you understand? Well,
4: you obviously haven't tried everywhere, otherwise you would have found it.
5: That's not helpful, Jonathan. Not helpful at all.
4: I might have put it in the garden. It does need to be kept cold.
5: You might have put it in the garden. Can I go and meet Poppy? No! No. Why
4: not? Because it's Christmas Day and Uncle Michael is going to be here in a minute and I've spent two hours preparing this trifle according to his very detailed instructions.
5: When am I supposed to give Poppy a present then? Tomorrow? Oh, for goodness sake, you just don't understand.
4: (sighs) Have you peeled the potatoes?
5: No, because you haven't asked me to.
4: Can you peel the potatoes?
5: Yes, as soon as i found your brother's present. I'm Just right, can, can you please stop running through
4: the kitchen? I don't even know who those children are.
5: <laughs> one of them's your niece, one is your nephew, and the other is your daughter. Right,
4: yes, well, can you just keep them out? I am trying to prepare a Christmas banquet, and they are not helping.
5: Well, if you had prepared it in advance, like I suggested, then maybe you wouldn't be in this mess right now. Florence has been sick in the hallway. What? She's eaten all the cheese that was in that carrier bag. Do you know that sick in French is
2: <laughs>
5: It smells <laughs> disgusting. Oh. Oh, well, that's
4: your brother now. Oh, well, Whose idea was it to get a dog? Yours. Yes, well, thank you. Look, Rosie, can you please go and help clear it up? No. If you want some of Uncle Michael's trifle later, you'd better go and help.
5: I don't like trifle.
4: You love trifle. I
5: hate trifle.
4: Well, all the more for me, then. It's in the fridge. What? Uncle Michael's present, it's in the fridge. <laughs>
5: Kids, why don't you come and help me clear up in the hallway? Good idea, you know. Hi, Daddy. You've uh, got a bit of something. Yes,
4: can... thank you, Charlotte. Thank you.
5: Um, Uncle Michael said that he didn't realise what he was supposed to bring, so he bought one of his trifles.
4: Of course he did. Of course he did.
5: Daddy? Sleep in heavenly peace. What? I'll explain later. Look, I know everything is going wrong with all of this, but tis the season of peace and goodwill to all men, women, teenagers, brothers and dogs.
4: Yes. You're right. You're absolutely right. And for being so right, I think you deserve a little treat. How about... A lovely bit of trifle.
5: Oh, no. No, 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 no.
6: Christmas. Great to see you. Hope you're enjoying the service so far. My name's Susie and I'm part of the staff team here. And We're just about to take a short break for two minutes, during which we'd love to invite you to join with us in supporting the charity Hope Into Action. Hope Into Action is an amazing charity uh, that provides housing for those at risk of homelessness. So supporting people like single parents fleeing abuse, or refugees, or people recovering from addiction, or being released from prison, and they have a network of houses right across the country, and 11 here in Nottingham, and as a church we already partner with them, and we'd love to encourage you, to invite you, if you'd like to, to get involved, to join with us by financially giving, and I've got some good news for you, because tonight, today, across the services, for the first £5,000 that's given, as a church, we're going to match it, It's amazing, so this money that's going to be given, go on then, let's give a clap, we're almost there. So, um, I know you wanted to. Uh, The money that's given, obviously, it will be a huge blessing to this charity and to people most in need. So, if you'd like to give, there's really no pressure. During this break, the link is going to come up on the screen if you want to give electronically. Or if you're here in the room, you want to give by cash. On the way out, the stewards will have buckets as well. So, happy Christmas. Enjoy the break. And we've got some little jokes for you as well, which hopefully you'll find funny. Why was the little
7: boy so cold on Christmas morning? Because it was December.
5: (laughs) How do you help someone who has lost their Christmas spirit? Nurse them back to Elf. What's a dog's favorite Christmas carol? Bark the
7: herald angels sing. What? What do you call a penguin in the
5: Sahara desert? Lost. What happens if you eat a Christmas? Tree? You get tinselitis.
0: What do you call uh, a oceanic like water? <laughs>
7: What's the difference between the Christmas alphabet and the regular alphabet? The Christmas alphabet has no L. (laughs) What music do Santa's elves
5: like best? Rap music.
6: What do you call an elf wearing earmuffs? Whatever you want, it can't hear you.
1: striving ends, peace
4: descends, for God has come near.
3: Well, good evening. My name's John. Um, How's everybody? Feeling nice and Christmassy now? Yes, you are. Yes. Eight o'clock service, you definitely are much more than the six o'clock. And you're also better looking than the six o'clock service. <laughs> so that's good. If you're watching six o'clock online, I didn't mean that. Didn't mean that. Anyway, I want to start by asking you a question. And if you will, just close your eyes for a second and consider what image comes to mind when I say the words, peaceful Christmas? I'm guessing some of you are imagining you know, perhaps a, a cosy evening with an open fire um, the unmistakable smell of real Christmas tree coming through the air. Perhaps you've got a glass of mulled wine in one hand and, a, and a, a mince pie in the other hand from the from Lidl's posh range. Or if you're in West Bridgeford, Marks and Spencer's. But I'm guessing another question, how likely is it, whatever you were imagining, how likely is it that you're going to get to experience that piece this Christmas? Because for many of us, Christmas is not a peaceful time. The closest that we get to peace at Christmas is slapping in the noise cancelling headphones and drowning out the kids with Buble and Baileys. Certainly it is in my experience because for me the Christmas chaos usually starts about like mid-October when my dad, I get six missed calls from him because he urgently needs to know what the kids want for Christmas Right now, does anybody else get this phone call from their parents? And then he's like, What's a nuddy? And what do you mean you can get it in the Amazon? And I'm like, Dad, it's 2022. Come on, wake up. And then basically, Christmas ramps up from there. You got the shopping, you got the logistics, the sleeping arrangements, the savage inter sibling negotiations about who's going to host who this year. Basically, the words peaceful and Christmas go together just about as well as Brussels sprouts and confined spaces, if you know what I mean. And I think that's partly because, like I say, Christmas its a bit of a whirlwind, isn't it? But I think also it's because underneath all the stuff, the trimmings and the decorations and the presents, the stresses and strains of everyday life are still very much there this time of year, aren't they? And Christmas doesn't change the fact that there's so much troubling news going on all around the world. And if anything, Christmas can have a way of making those things seem even harder, can't it? You know, if you've experienced bereavement, depression, loneliness, financial pressure, they all feel magnified this time of year. So this is a slightly deeper question, but it feels like we're quite good friends now, so I'm going to go there. What would it take for you to actually know peace this Christmas or beyond that in your life? What would it take to find peace in your life? What is the thing right now that most robs you of peace? I'm talking about stuff that's bigger than just You know, missed penalties in the World Cup. Sorry, it's too soon to go there, isn't it? Too fresh. But the real stuff anxiety, that health issue, that relationship that's in the mess, somebody you care about who's really struggling and you're just desperate for them to turn a corner. Big issues, injustice, oppression, the war. These are the things, aren't they, that stand between us and knowing true peace in our world. And I guess the thing that if you have been invited here tonight, the thing that we're most eager to share with you, the good news of great joy at Christmas is that these are the things that 2,000 years ago Jesus came to this earth to address. We've been looking at this, um, this passage in Isaiah from the Bible. For to us, a child is born. To us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the greatness of his government and peace, there will be no end. And these are words from the Bible that we often quote at Christmas time, but you might not know that actually these words were written centuries before the first Christmas, before Jesus arrived. And these words are basically they're a prophecy, a promise where God, our heavenly father, he looked down at earth, at he's at heartbroken by the war and the pain and the injustice, and he resolved to send his son into this broken world. It's the most incredible promise, because effectively it's saying that one day, the Prince of Peace himself is going to enter into this world of mess. And when we think about Christmas, we don't necessarily always understand or experience how, how extraordinary this promise was because the nativity scenes that we're often familiar with tend to you know edit out the mess of christmas and paint quite a serene image like images like this one on the on the screen you know the kind of thing where you've got the smiling shepherds looking great and mary looks less like she just come out of labor and more like she just come out of hair and makeup and everybody seems to be okay with the fact that there are like angels hovering above them but the reality is that jesus was not born into serenity but turbulence. He was born into the arms of these two frightened, practically destitute teenagers who just encountered this daunting journey. He was born into poverty and obscurity and he was raised in this backwater town as a Jewish person under the violent and oppressive Roman rule of the time. Amidst political unrest, he was born seemingly destined to live a hard life in a difficult place. And yet, the accounts of his life tell us that as he grew up, impossibly and incredibly, everywhere he went, peace started to break out around him in the most incredible ways. He restored the health of the sick. He opened the ears of the deaf and the eyes of the blind. He brought forgiveness and reconciliation to the despised and the rejected. And he resisted violence with love. He calmed the storm with the sound of his voice. And then on a cross... He laid down his life to reconcile the divisions that we have with God and the divisions that we have between each other, that the world would know peace. And then he rose again to show us that he had the power and the authority to do all of these things and to assure us of his promise that one day he will return. And like it says in Isaiah, on that day of the greatness of his government and peace, there will be no end. What peace. Peace. And you know, it's an incredible story, but because of this incredible story, because of what Jesus, not just what he did, but also what he promised to one day do, across the last 2,000 years, literally billions of souls have found a hope and salvation and purpose in this message and a peace that can't be shaken by circumstances. A peace that refuses to be derailed by a pandemic or a war or a cost of living crisis or a difficulty of any kind. A peace that's not found in fortune or things, but found in a person, the King of Kings. And I am one of those billions of souls. Um, This discovery, discovering this peace has been part of my own personal story as a, a teenager I lived with anxiety. Um, I remember like a constant knot of anxiety in my stomach practically every day. And it was partly for all the sort of standard teenage reasons. I had, you know, too many spots and too much puppy fat to get into the football team or to get a girlfriend. But also, more significantly, growing up during that time, my mum suffered with a combination of alcoholism, uh, acute mental health illness, and what turned out to be terminal cancer. And so, as you can imagine, family life was a bit chaotic during those years. And I have vivid memories of Christmases for all the wrong reasons. And although we were a church-going family and we, we prayed, it was hard to understand why our prayers weren't answered and why we had to see mum so scared and so sick. And I remember one of the last conversations that I had with her, I asked her, you know, why she was so distraught and anxious about her health. I said, because, you know, you have a faith. Even if the worst happens, you'll be with Jesus. And I remember she just looked at me and said, I just don't know what I think about that anymore. And that conversation really pulled the rug from under the feet of my faith. And for several years, I pushed away from God and I pushed away from church. But God came after me. He sent wonderful people towards our family to support us and care for us. And a few years later, when I I was ready, he sent the most wonderful people into my life. Dear friends now, who gently and patiently helped me see that Christianity is about more than just believing in God, but actually having a relationship with him. It's about knowing a person. And I came to recognise that person had been with me in the storm through those friends that he was with me in the present and I came to believe this story that one day he will return and then there will be no more pain, no more war, no more cancer, only peace. So when I finally saw my life in light of his story, the anxiety that had been this unwelcome companion of mine for years finally gave way to a new companion in my life, the Prince of Peace discovered a peace that's not based on whether my life happens to be good, but on the truth that he is. A peace that's described in the Bible as one which transcends all understanding. And I honestly, I just do not believe you can find it any other way. No amount of money can buy it. No amount of success can achieve it. No amount of Christmas comforts can instill it. Not even Michael Bublé himself. (laughs) Some of you have like, you've just crossed the line now don't this boot play but seriously my hope and my prayer is that you would know or find if you don't know it already something of that piece this Christmas and beyond that and if you like the sound of that if you're intrigued but maybe you don't yet know what you believe I just would encourage you come back here find out more um maybe do an alpha course in the new year you'd be so welcome but the very first thing that I'd encourage you to do is if you have been invited here by somebody, um, I don't know who they are probably, but I would imagine that part of the reason they've invited you is because they believe this story is true. And they have found a peace that despite the fact that their life is still probably, you know, messy and chaotic like mine, this peace has changed everything for them. And I feel sure that if you were to turn to them later on tonight and say, look, would you tell me your story? Tell Tell me what this has looked like for you they would be delighted to have the chance to do that. And if you're lucky, they might even buy you a posh mince pie and a gingerbread latte at the same time, just saying. So just go for it, because I really believe that peace is there to find. And in fact, there is an opportunity to enc- encounter something of that peace, even right now in this moment. I'm just, I've got this candle here. I'm going to light this candle in a moment, and we'll be silent just for a few seconds. And during that time, I want to invite you to consider What is that thing that stands between you and peace at the moment in your life? What is it for you? And if you'd like to, you can invite the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God, because he's here amongst us, and just ask him to take something of that burden from you and your heart and replace it with your peace. And I really believe he'd love to do that. So I'll I'll light the candle now.
7: Wonderful counselor, mighty God, the everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Big names for a baby, like big titles for a man, but this is where the story began. Titles and names given centuries out, titles and names that tell about the one who would come to sort everything out, what he'd be like, what he'd do, what he'd be called. Just listen through. He's called Wonderful Counselor. Unparalleled wisdom, words that endure from generation to generation, capturing hearts and imagination, the source and focus of intrigue and fascination. Philosophers and great men wrestle and fight over words in which children take delight. Too profound for the wise, yet for fishermen, the prize. Beautiful, amazing counsellor. He's called Strong God. This little baby, the power of heaven given to save me. He who hung stars in space, the one who all things sustains, a power that cannot be contained here as a baby. Dust and gold gifts and straw, kings and wise men kneel before, heads bowed low to the floor, this little baby weak and poor, this strong God with us. But that's not all. He's called the eternal father. So no beginning or end, too great for us to comprehend, but this God is a father. So he stoops down and he bends and he reaches out in love to the end. What kind of love even is this? This is it the kind we hear sing about in chart hits? Is it the same as what we see with our movie tickets? Are there strings attached, conditions in play? Will it be here tomorrow? Is it just for today? What kind of love even is this? It's like a parent sacrificing for their kids. It's the kind of love that gives and gives. It's a constant thing. It's not a fleeting kiss. It's the kind of love that takes big hits. It's the love that's stronger, deeper, sharper. It's the eternal love of a good, good father. But there's more. He's called the Prince of Wholeness. The Prince of Peace. The one through whom all pain will cease. Kings, shepherds, a carpenter, a girl, found in the stable, the calm, the mist, the swell, and the light in the dark, the hope for the world. And that baby grew into a man, then he walked the earth, that he began, calmed the storm, defended the weak, made deaf ears hear, blind eyes see. But he also felt the pain of rejection and hate, knew in his heart sorrow's weight. He was mocked, beaten, spat on, and cursed, nailed to a cross, knew hunger and thirst. No, he was no stranger to trouble, but his promise is that one day all tears will cease. And until that day, we know at least that right here, right now, he is the Prince of Peace. Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God the everlasting father, the prince of peace. Big names for a baby, big titles for a man, but the beautiful story of how Christmas began. And the worries surround and chaos increase. Take courage, my soul, that these things will cease. To rest a weary heart and sleep.
2: Brightly shot
8: someone just stole my car I'm sorry? my car, gone no idea where it is I'm waiting for a policeman now to take me around the city to see if we can find it, but likely it's gone
5: Someone stolen my car too
8: really? seriously <laughs> how funny I mean it's not funny but come on, both of us, here, tonight no, it's not funny I'm sorry Though, forgive my asking, you seem a bit young to be driving a car.
5: I passed my test yesterday. I got my car today. I've not even had it for 24 hours. This is the worst Christmas Eve ever. If I don't get it back today, I don't know how I'm going to get home for Christmas. I was supposed to be picking my uncle up from the station as a surprise. All my family's presents were in the boot. My passport and my purse were in my bag. And I'm supposed to be flying to Ireland for New Year to see my grandparents. I'm so nervous about telling my mum and dad. I know they'll understand. But I think they will. But I locked it and I was careful to park it somewhere safe and i am not even had it 24 hours. I cannot believe that this has happened. I'm so angry. I'm sorry, you haven't had a good day either.
2: No,
8: don't worry about me. My passport wasn't in the car. Sorry. And as for gifts, Christmas Day, petrol station, job done. Oh. I'm joking. My presents are just at home. Oh. Though, without my car, there's no way to get the gifts to the children at the orphanage. (laughs) I'm not joking about that part. I work at an orphanage for refugees. Oh, I see. Seems we're both in a pickle.
5: Yep. (laughs)
8: Sleep in heavenly peace. Sorry? Silent Night, one of my favourite Christmas carols. But I never used to listen to the lyrics. They're always on, but you never pay attention. I mean, let's think about it. All is calm, all is bright. I can't imagine it was calm or bright. In a place with no room at the inn, no electricity, and a donkey breathing down your neck. And Sleep in heavenly peace? With all those visitors... All those animals, not to mention the heavenly hosts, singing their hallelujahs. I can imagine peace was in short supply. But you know, it's the heavenly bit that gets me now. Heavenly peace. I can imagine that despite everything, that little baby Jesus was sleeping like a log. Not because he didn't have any problems, but because of who he trusted in. His mum and dad, yes, who I'm sure by all accounts were doing their absolute best his heavenly father also who knew all his present troubles and his troubles to come heavenly father heavenly peace I think they are connected somehow and you know I think that's why he came so that we could have peace too despite our circumstances I'll be honest I don't know if you're going to get your car back Don't get me wrong, I hope you do, because I hope I do. But if we don't, we have a heavenly father, and no one can steal him away.
4: We've come to our
3: final carol of the night So let's raise the roof with this one Celebrate all that we've heard This is joy to the world
1: That was quite a treat. And if you want to see it again, it'll be on YouTube before long. And if you just go back and just watch, can you imagine creating a storm on Attenborough Nature Reserve on a still day? That took a lot of people getting very, very wet. Absolutely astounding, as were all the pieces throughout the evening. It may be that you uh, got kind of thinking through the evening. Maybe you're here as a guest thinking about Jesus, thinking about the Christian faith there are a couple of things we'd love to give you as you go out. They're just by the exit. So we've got a little booklet called Why Christmas, which really answers that very clearly. And another one called Changing Lives, which recounts the stories of a bunch of people in the life of the church here just telling their own stories about the difference it's made in their life meeting Jesus Christ.
0: And folks, we would love to see you come to one of our services. We have them on Sundays, three services, one at 9.30, one at 11.15, and another one in the evening at 7 o'clock. And in the two morning ones, we have a wonderful children's program all over the building and in the kids' center. At the 11.15, we have a program for our youth, and they're in the youth warehouse, and it's amazing. Next week's going to be a little bit different. We're doing uh, Celebrating Carols by Candlelight. And you'd be more than welcome again, kids doing the two morning ones, youth at the second morning one and you'd be so welcome of course we're online at the 11 15 yes so come along to those we'd love to see you there and
1: just to remind you if you didn't get a chance to give in the break and you would like to give to that charity hope into action then everything given today will go to them and we will double up to the first five thousand from our reserves as well
0: well we are now the, gonna have a blessing aren't we so we stay standing and then you're gonna pray over us and uh, and Indeed. bless us as we go on our way
1: yep yeah. May the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in the knowledge and love of God and of his dear Son, our Saviour, Jesus Christ. And the blessing of God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be upon you and remain with you and all your loved ones, wherever they may be, tonight and for always. And the people said,
0: Amen. Amen.